You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you're listening to episode 10, Books for Beginners. Yay! I love books. We have a lot of books to recommend, so we decided to split it into two podcast episodes. Today is going to be all about beginner books um, and some intermediary ones that contain a lot of general information. So then next week, we will discuss all of our recommendations for either more advanced reading um, and also for books specific to certain types of witches and witchcraft that are just more specific instead of these broad general ones we're talking about today. Yep. So before we jump in, we want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Allison. She reached out on Instagram and book recommendations was one of her episode ideas. So thank you, Allison. Her Instagram handle is Allison underscore Wonderland 08 if you want to go check her out. And I just want to brag her or force her to listen or anything. I know. <laughs> that was super or, exciting for both of us. <laughs> it was very exciting. It's a very exciting day. It was. <laughs> so I am going to let Tara take it away with her list of beginner books. I'll jump in if I have anything to add and then we will get to my list. So I want to preface this by saying that I read all of these beginner books a long time ago, and the ones I'm recommending are all the ones I kept. So I read probably several dozen books um, within the span of, I don't know, a few months. And these are the ones that I found to be the most useful, that I was referencing a lot. And so I've kept them to this day. So I still have all of these books. Um, so keep in mind that general knowledge never goes out of style. Like even if as advanced as you get, it's still good to go back and look at these once in a while. So with that, um, I will just start at the top. And unlike Steph, these are not alphabetical. So you're welcome, world. These are in no particular order, except these are literally the order I found them in. <laughs> so it uh, starts with A Complete Book of Witchcraft by Raymond Buckland. This book is amazing. It goes into so many different things. And when I first read it, I found it really, really fun that it's an unusual size book. Like it's a strange bright blue and it's larger than normal, but it has so much in it. I really recommend this for anyone just getting started. It touches on so many different things. And then if you're interested in anything, it recommends other books in other ways that you can look more deeply into any topic in it. This is one that's recommended across the board. If you um, talk to a lot of witches and you ask for their beginner recommendations, they're going to recommend this one and they're going to call it big blue. So, yeah. just so you know, it's, huge and it's blue. Yeah. The size and color. That's what it's called. This is called big blue, which is no, this one. So if you it's ever hear handy, to, still have it. <laughs> um, and then this one, it's a little harder to get through, but again, really good knowledge and I still have it. I really like it. I apologize because I know I'm going to mispronounce the last name. So I should just say I'm going to mispronounce a lot of words. Sorry about that. But A Witch's Bible, The Complete Witch's Handbook by Janet and Stuart Farrer, F-A-R-R-A-R. -R -R. 
This one, it's not as easy to read as a complete book of witchcraft, but it has, again, so much knowledge. It doesn't reference as much other works, but it definitely tells you a lot of basics and it gives you really good insight on where you can go and seek additional knowledge. It just doesn't reference as many other books as Big Blue. And this is another one that um, pretty much all witches have heard of and recommend. And I'm going to put this disclaimer out there. I don't know that I need to, but this book is not for minors. And no. I don't know that I need to put that out there because I don't think we have any listeners that are minors. Um, because our content, <laughs> we, we swear a lot. We're really not meant for a minor audience. But the reason I say that is because this book does talk about sky clad rituals and it does yes. have the imagery in it so there's naked people in this book <laughs> so yeah. I feel like I have to put that out there that like this is not for minors or you know if you're offended by those things like there's naked men and women in this book so I feel like I should just let you let you know that and then you can decide for yourself whether that's something you want to read or not as a 15 year old I found it fascinating but <laughs> <laughs> so maybe minors will like it even more <laughs> I found it fascinating but because it goes into so much depth about ceremonies and things like that it is harder to just read through like a complete book of witchcraft is it's not an easy read but it flows very nicely and the word choice is easy this one not so much it's very in-depth yeah think encyclopedia (laughs) yeah yeah it's very much like you want to kind of know what you're looking for and then find it in the book and read that section that you want to reference yes it's a lot more like that an encyclopedia of knowledge. It's very dense. Then uh, Wicca, A Guide for the Solitary Practitioner by Scott Cunningham. It's brilliant. Um, Scott Cunningham, when we get into advanced stuff, I'll have more recommendations from him. I find his writing style completely easy to read, easy to absorb. Uh, I really like it. This really helped me discover that I was not for the coven lifestyle. (laughs) He has a lot of good um, suggestions also for rituals that you can modify and how to modify spells and things to do by yourself, even if they're originally written for a coven. So I recommend this one if you want to look into the solitary uh, path. Even if you are coven-based and you want to be coven-based, it's still an interesting read just to kind of see what the differences are. Uh, Next up is The Craft, A Witch's Book of Shadows by Dorothy Morrison. This really helped me in how I set up my book of shadows. It talks about ways to set up books of shadows, uh, what you should and should not put in one. Basically, anything you feel should be in it, should be in it. And anything you don't feel should be in it, leave out. But uh, again, really easy, really interesting. It wasn't as easy to read as Scott Cunningham or uh, Raymond Buckland, but it flows really nicely and it has just a ton of knowledge. Um So recommend that one if you're thinking of setting up your book of shadows, just because it does help a lot in what can you put in it? What should you put in it? What's important to record? It has a lot of ideas and suggestions. It even has like kind of writing prompts almost like, so I found it very helpful. Uh, Next up is Lisa Chamberlain's Wicca for Beginners. This one is religious-based. The other ones are not as religion-based versus witchcraft. This one's much more based uh, for religion. So if you want to explore the religious side of witchcraft, I would recommend this one. Uh, If you are 
more like stuff and you're just secular, you might want to leave this one off your reading list. It's a lot more into the religious base than uh, some of any of these other ones I've recommended so far. Next up, this is a partial recommendation. So I read this and I still have it. And when I was prepping for this, I reread it and I did not like it as an adult. But as a child, uh, Silver Ravenwolf Teen, Teen Witch was mind-blowing to me. It's easy to read. It's easy to understand. Uh, going back as an adult to read it, she's so condescending. <laughs> like she has all the knowledge and you know nothing. So as someone who did know nothing, I love this book. As someone who's been practicing for 20 years, I did not. So keep that in mind. Um, that's a partial recommendation. If you're completely new to the craft, she has so much knowledge to share. But if you have done any exploring, you might not like her style. <laughs> <laughs> um, then one book that came up, and I don't know why I've never read this, but I wanted to just put it out there. The Spiral Dance by Starhawk is considered a classic. I've never read it. I don't know why. Uh, I know lots of people have read it. It's been recommended. I have a copy that I've kept. I've just never made it all the way through. This book is really interesting because it's set up in a series of lessons. So it really helps you develop your own personal practice through 13 lessons over 13 moons. So it's a lot more personal and exploratory. And it recently had a 20th anniversary edition come out which just has kind of a new forward and some uh, reworking of a few lessons, but it's still divided up into 13 lessons and um, it really helps you find your own personal path. But I seriously, I've never read it, but I hear only great things. So I wanted to put it out there because <laughs> I don't know why I haven't read it since I own it. <laughs> so those are my main recommendations for uh, beginner, beginner books. These are not the ones that are going to go into super a lot of depth. Um, they touch on a lot of things. And most of these books will recommend other books if you want more in-depth knowledge, which is always what I recommend at the beginning. Do the broad before you kind of dive in because it's really going to help you later on find your personal path versus, oh, this is the path. So-and-so gave me this spell and I have to do it on this day, this way, with this ingredient. That's not how witchcraft works. So, <laughs> agreed. So, Steph, what are your beginner books? All right. So, I have my list, and um, same as Tara, that these are definitely broad for beginners. I think they're a really good place to start. So, the very first one that I always recommend is Before You Cast a Spell by Carl McCollman. And it is the starter book of starter books. And most people crucify it for that, but I will live and die by this recommendation. <laughs> I feel, I feel like so it's serious. similar to um, the one that you were talking about, Tara, of the Silver Ravenwolf. That yes. he is when you read it and you're not a beginner, he can seem extremely condescending. So yeah. you should know that going into it. But I still recommend this for beginners because I think it's essential for learning the basics of spell work ritual and magic in general which we touched on before in like previous podcast episodes that you have to build up you don't just like jump into spell work you have to know no. what's going on behind it the what's and the why and this is a great book for that and you're not going to find any spell work in it it's not even an option 
<laughs> yeah. You have to learn all of this background things like, um, you know, energy manipulation and centering grounding things that we've talked about like that. So I think that's like this, the basic, basic place to start. Yeah. And a lot of people hate it for that because they, they're like, why doesn't this doesn't have any like useful information? I'm like, it is useful. It is useful. You have to walk, crawl before you can walk. You have so, to sit up before you do this. Yes, exactly. Stand. So I die by that recommendation. <laughs> um, the next one on my list is Spellcasting Beyond the Basics by Michael Fiore. And this would be the supplement to Before You Cast a Spell. And I think that's what people expect the other book to be, which is why they dislike it so much. So yeah. Spellcasting Beyond the Basics is kind of laid out how this podcast is. It covers a little bit of everything from correspondence to Zodiac associations to working with the elements, like all of those things it touches on. So it's really great um, foundation. Um, and it does have, you know, like spell work and things in there. So I think that this would be like the good su- supplement and the next like step to read after reading before you cast a spell. But I think people expect before you cast a spell to have all of these other things that spellcasting does. So read them together and then you'll be less disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are disappointed, she's still going to stand by her recommendation. (laughs) Yeah, I totally am. (laughs) Uh, The next one on my list is Besom, Stang, and Sword by Christopher Oropello and Tara Love McGuire. I I grouped this in books for beginners just because of the breadth of information that it has, but it's probably not the very first place you should start because the authors dive right in with the go do this mindset, whereas the other ones are laying the foundation and, you know, here's the why behind it. Whereas this one is like, oh, you want to be a witch? Okay, here's the things that you do. Here are the steps you take. So I wouldn't start here, but it's still very easy to understand. Um, And although it talks about traditional regional witchcraft, it specifically does it in a way that doesn't follow Wicca or the Wheel of the Year, which is why I really like it. It's all about adapting witchcraft for a more modern era and using what's around you because the uh, Wheel of the Year and those influences like we talked about with the Inbulk podcast, and we have more episodes um, on all the Sabbaths coming up, but they follow that whole wheel of the year that's based around the harvest season. But the mm-hmm. fact is that most of us are not farmers anymore. So yeah. when, I think a traditional way to, you know, celebrate the harvest is, you know, f- harvesting like the first like wheat crop and breaking bread out of it. It's like a traditional way to celebrate llamas and like all of those. Well, we're not doing that. We're not farmers anymore. So we're not out there, you know, tilling all these crops so hopefully not and so this book um focuses on the ways that you can no matter where you are it's not specific to a particular region but it focuses on all the different ways that you can make it work for you with things that you find in your own backyard so it still has a very traditional aspect of witchcraft and working with nature and things but it's adaptable to wherever you are whatever time of year it is which i think is a really interesting read so if you are interested in the more religious aspect of the Wheel of the Year, I'm just going to throw in a recommendation. Guide to the Wiccan Year by Judy Ann Noak, N-O-C-K. That has a more religious view of the year, but it has a lot of similar information, I think, to this one. It's just a little less secular. And if you're not sure which kind of witch you want to be, I would highly recommend reading them together just to kind of see what the differences are. That's a great idea. Thanks. Sometimes <laughs> I have them. 
Um, the next one on my list is Wikipedia by Sean Robbins and Leanna Greenaway. And you've probably seen this because this one has been around a lot, especially lately. Um, the re-released version is a black book with foiled green lettering. So it's all over Instagram because it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> Which, it's very pretty. And it I know, really is pretty. I know that's not a reason to like a book, but it helped because I have so little out in my minimalist house. So what does get displayed gets noticed and it needs to be pretty. And I make no apologies about that because there are a lot of astrological mm-hmm. signs that are aesthetically driven, including a Scorpio and Libra, which is what Tara and I are. So yes. <laughs> it's not shallow and it's not unimportant. I feel like I, that's a legitimate reason to like a book is that it's pretty. But Wikipedia, obviously Wicca, Wicca based. Um, but I think that that's good because you can't really learn all about witchcraft without getting some Wicca knowledge in there. And even if you aren't going to follow the Wiccan tradition, I think it's still good to know. Um, It's good to have a background in basics and you don't necessarily know right off the bat if you, if you like it or you don't. So I feel like this is a really good resource um, for people who are just starting out and not necessarily Wicked haven't decided whether or not they're going to be this is a good way to learn about it it's kind of again with the foundational like we've talked about the different types of witches and all of this you kind of have to know the more broad before you can narrow in on your path <laughs> yes exactly and I feel like this is a really good it's another one that's a really good resource book to come back to and you're able to um, know if you know what you're looking for you can go and find that certain section and read more about that Yep. which is just a nice book to have on your bookshelf. Uh, the next one on my list is The Modern Guide to Witchcraft by Sky Alexander. And I think this is a really fun read for new witches. It does have a few spells in it, but it mostly focuses on the what and why of witchcraft rather than the action. And it's unlike the other ones, not very Wicca based. It's just witchcraft in general. And it's a very quick read. It's something that you would sit down and read like from cover to cover because I find it's really interesting, really fun. Um, I say for new witches, but I think it's a good read for anybody. Uh, But yes, lots of basics, but fun to read. I read this one not as a basic book and she's completely right. It's written almost like a fiction novel. Like it's that entertaining. Yeah. I've I've known a lot of people who pick it up and you like read these sections or reference it and they read it from cover to cover without putting it down. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's a really well-written book. Yeah, it's like a lighthearted. There's some Mm -hmm. um, witch books, even ones on this list where it kind of gets like deep on you. (laughs) I would like to reference a witch's Bible again. That is like the encyclopedia of heavy. (laughs) Yeah, some of that gets deep. Uh, This is just lighthearted and fun. It's a great read. I like it a lot. And the last one on my list is that you may or may not have heard of is Wicca by Harmony Nice. So if you are involved or follow the witchcraft community on YouTube or you follow a lot of witches, you are definitely going to have come across Harmony Nice because she's probably one of the biggest Wicca YouTubers. Um, she is based in the UK um, and she's just, she has it's not, her channel isn't totally Wicca based. It's not like all of her videos, but she has specific ones that are, you know, based on 
the traditions that she follows and they're all super interesting. Um, she has just a great way of speaking and explaining things like she's just so sweet and a lot of people don't like books written by youtubers or other influencers because they think it won't contain real knowledge or that you just you know like got a book deal by having a lot of followers but I actually think that that makes them uniquely accessible because you can put a face to what you're reading and then be able to go to her channel and learn even more so I went into reading this, having watched her YouTube channel, just kind of thinking that this would be um, repetitive, either of what's on her channel or just like something like fun to read. Um, but it actually contains a ton of information. It's a really good book. It's well-written. Um, it is written how she talks. So you're definitely going to know that it's her. And I think that's a really nice quality, but it has a lot of good information on Wicca. Like, I don't think you should write this book off just because it's oh, written by a YouTuber. Like she did her research. She, you know, practices what she preaches. It's definitely um, a good, it's got a good flow and a good story. So it's not so much of as an encyclopedia as some of the other ones are, but I think it's a really fun read as well. And when you're first getting started, don't underestimate the fun reads. You're still getting knowledge. It's just easier to absorb sometimes. Like the encyclopedia ones. Yes. I've had them for decades. Like they're good. They're good references, but they're not the easiest to just sit and read as a beginner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that covers everything on my list. How about you, Sarah? So I have more, but as you said, we're going to break this up. So I think the other ones kind of get more deep dive into things. So I will save them for next time. <laughs> That's a good idea. Because we already have like 20 minutes of beginner book <laughs> recommendations. So. Also, there's that. So. <laughs> so yeah so we don't want to completely overwhelm you um but if you have any questions or if I know it's sometimes it's hard when we're just speaking if you are missed you know what the book was called or how to spell the author's name or something because you want to find it just reach us reach out to us on um instagram which wednesdays podcast um you can email us at which wednesdays podcast at gmail.com uh, and we can basically just give you the list of everything that we talked about in case you want to go find any of these. I just want to point out that this time I was the Steph and I had my list ready to go broken up by type of recommendation, type of book and everything. And I made Steph add her books to mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tara was completely prepared for this one. And yeah, that's very her. She is the bookworm out of the two of us. <laughs> I was like, these are literally the order I'm going to go in and these are <laughs> And you better get on board. Yes. <laughs> Just want to point that out. <laughs> well, that is all we have for you this week for episode 10, but we will see you next week, episode 11, for even more book recommendations. Yay! I'm so excited. I have more. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. <laughs>